Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster. If you're new here, welcome to you too. I'm so glad you found me. Last week, I got a Voxer from a biz friend. I always get really excited when I see a Voxer come through from her because I know we're either going to geek out on business strategy together or gossip about a specific guilty pleasure we share. If you're listening, thank you for inspiring the Instagram post where I got so fired up about this topic that I ran out of characters in my caption, which prompted me to create this episode and rearrange my podcast schedule so I could get it out sooner rather than later. You know who you are. And if you saw my Instagram post, some of this will sound familiar, but keep listening because we're going a lot deeper here. For a little background, I want to say she's been in business for six years or so. She started from scratch, knowing basically nothing about running a product-based business, e-commerce, etc. But she's smart and scrappy and figured it out along the way, investing in support when she needed it. Over the years, she built up this little engine that eventually started to run almost on autopilot. She got the business to a comfortable place where it took up just the right amount of her time so she could enjoy her family and pay herself a comfortable salary. She understood the lever she had in her business when she wanted it to grow, but she could also sit back and let it run when she didn't. But something changed. She can't get her ads to work. Her email isn't converting like it used to. Something is just off. She was feeling overwhelmed, burnt out, and didn't know what to do next. And the first question she actually asked was, are other businesses feeling this too? And the answer to that is a definite yes. A lot of business owners I talked to had a rough go in 2022. It hit everyone especially hard because so many of them had seen really great business growth in 2020 and 2021. And as I've said on this podcast before, 2022 was a correction after the huge increases during the pandemic. Yes, some businesses held on to that growth. They're not growing at the same percentage year over year, but they're still seeing increases. Don't compare yourself to a business like this if you know one, because that's the unicorn. The majority of other businesses have seen either flat year-over-year sales or have corrected to 2019 levels. But that doesn't mean we ignore what the data was telling us. There were still improvements to be made, and we were going to figure it out. If you are currently experiencing something similar, first know that you are not alone, not by a long shot. And I know not everyone is talking about how their business is down or they're struggling publicly, but they're sharing it in their inner circle. So trust that you're not alone. Okay. And here are five steps you can take to get yourself out of this rut. Number one, take a deep breath. Seriously, don't skip this step. It's scientific. They calm your nerves, relieve stress, and will help you think more clearly. Two, look at how far you've come. 
You are doing what 70% of people are not doing, running your own business. It's going to be some of the best and worst times of your life, the highest highs and the lowest lows. But you have accomplished so much. You overcame so many obstacles, have learned so many new skills, and you made money doing something you love. All right, so you've hit a rough patch, but it was probably pretty rough when you started too, right? When you basically had no clue what the hell you were doing and everything felt really hard, but you figured it out and got through it. The thing is, over time, we forget how hard something felt when we were in the thick of it. We get through it, we heal, we find joy on the other side, and we keep going. I mean, if we didn't, it's most likely people wouldn't bother finding new relationships after their teens and 20s, and people wouldn't give birth to more than one child. It's a good thing that we forget. It lets us continue to try new things and put ourselves out there. The downside is, when things get hard again, they feel really hard, as if it's the hardest thing we've ever dealt with, or like we're not going to get through it. But we are. And everything that we've accomplished along the way is proof of that. So take some time to reflect, write it down. Things are more powerful when they're written down on paper. Fuck it, put it on a sticky note and post it somewhere. You'll see it every day. Three, brainstorm with a biz friend. And it can't be just any friend. It has to be someone who understands the business you're in. If you don't have any product-based biz friends you feel comfortable sharing with, reach out to a mentor like me. You can even join the lounge for support. And this is probably the most important step of all because you are too caught up in the weeds of your business to see things clearly. An outside perspective is going to bring clarity fast. I'm getting deja vu because I used this same reference in an Instagram story last week. I already forget what it was in reference to, but basically think back to that crappy partner your best friend had. All you wanted them to do was dump that soul-sucking loser, but they couldn't see them for what they really were. But you, on the outside, are wondering how could they be so blind to what was right in front of them? This is kind of like that, but less dramatic. They're going to bring a more pragmatic, less emotional view of your situation. I don't know how long she was struggling, but hopefully not too long before she reached out to me because in about an hour with some data research and coffee breaks, we had her go-forward plan all mapped out. Number four, get to work. Once you know what to do moving forward, pick one or two main goals, depending on how big they are, and focus on it over the next 90 days. Then prioritize the steps you're going to take to get there. We're going to circle back to this step with a few ideas of how to figure this out. So just hang tight. We've got one more step to discuss. Number five, lean back into why you started your business in the first place. Most often when I talk to business owners who are feeling stuck, it's because they lost the spark they had for their brand and mission when they first started. It usually manifests itself in the way they market. They get caught up in checking off the boxes and just selling products like they're on a hamster wheel, but the passion behind their message gets lost. And 99% of the time, it's this passion that got them this far in the first place. Have you ever interviewed someone for a job? You know when they're not into it, and when they are, right? Or maybe you've heard one of my podcast episodes where I don't quite have the same energy as I usually do, probably because I'm exhausted. That kind of shit comes through. And this one in particular, the losing the passion, this one happens a lot to all of us. I've had this conversation more than once in the last year. I've seen it happen at big corporate companies. It's happened to me. 
reconnect with why you created your business. And it's not your why in terms of feeding your family, having more time freedom. There are lots of ways you can do that. It's why this business, this product. I created e-commerce badassery because I wanted to put more money in the pockets of e-commerce entrepreneurs. You created your product because why? You opened your boutique because why? You create your art because why? We all know products are more than just products. Connect back with that. All right, so now you know the steps to get out of your rut. Let's talk about how we figured out what the best next steps in her business were. It all starts with the data. First, we looked at email. It was definitely generating less revenue than before, but after looking a bit more closely, that was mostly because there were fewer people going through her flows and not as many fresh leads on her email list. So the real issue? Traffic. In terms of her individual flows, there were a couple of optimization opportunities, especially because her product price is at the high end of the market. While it may have been a no-brainer before, with the way people felt inflation hit their wallets last year, they might be more hesitant. It's not to say there aren't people willing to pay that price. There is a customer for every price point. But it's possible for some of her existing people, it was already a bit of a stretch for them, and they're probably prioritizing their children and family over themselves because that's usually what emotional beings do. So... We want to lean back into the importance of self-care, no matter how small a thing it is, and give them permission to treat themselves. And then she may also need to tap into a bit of a higher income audience, just one step above who her main customer is now. It's possible that group has downgraded their spending a bit, which makes her product a perfect fit now. She also has a new-ish product that can be offered as a downsell in her flows to people who don't convert on the main bestseller. Her organic ranking data also told us that one of her product is ranking on page one for associated keywords. It's a product that she's never put much marketing behind, but has huge potential. Focusing on that product in particular opens up so many opportunities for SEO optimization and PR coverage. I recommended that she create a sales funnel specifically for that product from an entire separate ad campaign to a follow-up email funnel. The cherry on top? The person who would purchase that is very likely to buy her other bestseller as well, so that opens up a cross-sell opportunity. But we still want to target this marketing messaging separately from her main product because the reason why they would buy product B is different than product A. And best of all, her products are consumable, so all she has to do is get them in the door and then they're in it for the long haul. And then lastly, we identified who on her list has been engaging with her emails and website but hasn't placed an order yet, and we separated them based on these two main products we've been talking about. Now she can create two email marketing campaigns, each featuring these products to people who have already shown interest in them but haven't pulled the trigger yet. So now that we've got the what, it's time to prioritize. I recommended she implements the email campaigns first to capitalize on the recency of their engagement and get a nice little revenue bump. Then she'll tweak her existing flows to optimize their performance and conversions from the traffic she's already getting. Now we have to decide, does she put her energy into creating the marketing campaign and sales funnel for the new product or try and fix her existing ads from her main product that haven't been working. It's a tough call, right? 
because you don't want to abandon the main bestseller that drives the majority of her business, but it has been the thing that's stressing her out the most. And this new product focus is going to take some time, energy, and effort to get fully set up and optimized. And the sooner she starts working on that, the sooner she can start seeing some results. Oh, and there are also some SEO optimization opportunities on her site as a whole too, but she can't do it all at once. So here's how I broke it down. First, get help with the ads. Because she runs them herself, I gave her a recommendation on who she could reach out to just to get another set of eyes. Once she gets their feedback, then she can make the tweaks she needs to make, but I don't want her to use too much brain power on it. She's already burnt out. Then when it comes to SEO, this is always a bit of a chicken and an egg situation, right? It takes a while. So should I do it first? But because it takes a while, I'm not going to see the return right away. The answer to that depends on a lot of different factors based on your specific product, business situation, and current needs. For her, I recommended she wait on the SEO and put her energy toward the new focus product marketing campaign. Why? Well, there's a few reasons. One, it will get her monetary ROI faster. Truth is the product sells itself because it solves a common problem in a fun way. She just needs to get it in front of more people. Two, she loves the product and already knows how to do all the steps in the process. If she can turn off all the other things in her brain that are stressing her out and just focus on this, she'll likely enjoy it and have fun, just bringing a little joy back into her business. Three, because her site has existed for so long and because she's already ranking for her target keywords, it won't take as long for her to see results from her SEO efforts. Instead of six months, she'll likely see results in three. Plus, the changes she'll be making to her site to amp up this new product focus will contribute to her overall SEO optimization anyway. Now, of course, we literally just had this conversation a few days ago from when this podcast episode is going live, so it's too soon to see any financial reward. But the biggest result from this conversation, her renewed clarity and excitement for her business. And that excitement and passion are going to come through in her marketing. I have no doubt that it's going to be amazing. A bit of food for thought before we go. Did I tell her anything she didn't already know? Well, actually, yes. One thing that she would see SEO results faster since she's been in business for so long, but the rest of it, not really. It wasn't necessarily about the information. The information can be found everywhere. The problem is that information is disjointed and not specific to your business or situation. There's always a bit of nuance that's missed when the person giving you the information can't tailor it to you. The magic is in the outside perspective of your business from someone who understands your business. My point here is don't run your business alone. Don't do it in a silo. You'll get further, get unstuck, get inspired faster when you're surrounded by people who understand what you do and can help you see the forest through the trees, as they say. If you need that sort of support and want my eyes on your business, the best way to do that is through the lounge membership. If you heard my bonus episode yesterday, you know, we decided not to raise the price. So as of now, January, 2023, it's still only $47 a month. That's $1.50 a day and less than your coffee habit. Just saying. I'll put a link in the show notes so you can learn more. And don't hesitate to reach out if you're just wondering if it's the right fit for you or not. 
I hope you're having an amazing start to the new year. You know I'm rooting for you and I would consider bookmarking this episode so you can come back to it whenever you might be feeling a little stuck. And that's a wrap, my friend. See you on the flip side. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're looking to surround yourself with more product entrepreneurs who totally get your life right now, get your booty on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time, e-commerce friends, stay badass.